Welcome to Gideon, guys. I'm Johnny Hitchpeth. And I'm Travis Washington. And this is the show where Travis and I are breaking down every episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow, my favorite show, and one that Travis is watching for the first time. And we're in the middle of our special crossover series, Crisis on Infinite Earths. And much like the original airing of this uh, miniseries, uh, we took a nice long break in between parts three and four. That's right. That's right. Good two, good two weeks there. Uh, yeah, where we just had way too much going on. Yeah, well, they, they I went to Texas twice. Yeah. yeah. They did a uh, month, which was ridiculous. But yeah. before we go any further, Travis, please introduce our special guest. This guy uh, I have known since 1995. We met uh, in, in theater school uh, in Alberta. He's a fellow uh, member of the Frightful Four when we do Mystery Titans Theater, uh, our, our hit YouTube uh, and Twitch uh, wrestle uh, watch along. It's my buddy and yours, James Hamilton. James. Hey, gang. Thanks hey. for having me. Hey, thanks for coming. A very uh, special crossover. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the idea, man. Uh, mm-hmm. We're crossing over with ourselves, with our other show and our guests on that show. Meta. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Completely. So before we get started, James, uh, for the benefit of our, our, our myriad of listeners, mm-hmm. uh, you'd fill us in a little bit about your background as a comic book fan. Like, how, how old were you when you got into them? What was the one that, that nailed it for you? And uh, are you still reading my bona fides. Uh, I was into comics. Uh, I had a, a, a cousin, um, uh, Ross, who, who lent me his, I kept it, but he lent me his <laughs> uh, collection as a kid. I had to be about like seven or eight. And that it was mostly Marvel stuff, but it had uh, a ghost rider in it. And from that point, I was, I was hooked. I'm a ghost rider fan till the day I die. Uh, but I'm also, uh, an OCD completist. Uh, so anytime I came across a comic book that I liked, I would collect everything. Mm. Um, and so when like the original crisis came, came along, I got all the tie-ins. I I had a file at this place called level 10, uh, all the tie-ins, all the mini series within the tie-ins and the, the, the series itself. Um, and crisis was amazing. Like as a kid, it was the, the first time I ever came across something like that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of tie-ins. I mean, every book had multiple tie-ins in DC. I'm not, Jesus Christ. Like even the most obscure ones did. Oh, That's vigilante, like vigilante, yeah. like little crazy, crazy books. Yeah. No, I, wonder, I had them. I wonder how, uh, all of those have aged. I wonder if there's like one diamond in the rough. The one great crisis tie-in was Vigilante. That was the one. <laughs> there's one. I, I didn't read any of them, but there's one I remember. And it, it struck me as to why they did it. And it happens. I don't know if it happens during crisis or. Yeah, I think it does. And it's, I think it's an issue of Superman or action comics where they reveal. It's after Supergirl dies and they reveal that she right before she had secretly gotten married to some alien, right. which which read to me like they want someone, because you know how these comic book creators are, someone wanted to just make it clear that she didn't die a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you guys I knew it. <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> the one the one I can remember uh 
uh, walking away from uh, with Crisis was um, I was a big All Star Squadron fan. Me too. And uh, so Infinity Inc. Uh, came out of Crisis, and I, I was huge into Infinity Inc. They were awesome. Crisis actually, Crisis actually put the nail in the coffin of All Star Squadron as a book because the book had really dropped in quality by then because it had been one of my favorites. And then they do Crisis, which completely wipes their entire timeline out. Well, they killed everybody. They killed, you know, like yeah. Our Man, Wildcat. They they killed everybody in the All Star Squadron. So, mm-hmm. and there was no more Golden Age Superman or Golden Age Batman. Right. So, That's right. So they had to come out with the young All Stars as the replacement. <laughs> That's right. But man, we're getting in comic book weeds. We need to get started with Crisis on Infinite Earths. And uh, I know James, you uh, did a little background. Uh, research but the gist of it is you mentioned like this uh, off off mic that it was like these feel like your dad trying to explain the crisis comic books to you yeah it's like if my dad read read the 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 collection of crisis on infinite earths and then like on a long car ride tried to explain to me (laughs) okay so superman super superman's wife dies and uh and then he's got the cape and then uh this big green guy becomes a giant and uh, shoot shit out of his eyes. It's not real shit. It's not actual shit, but he'd shoot shit out of his eyes. And that's kind of what it's like. Yeah. yeah. Well, in this case, your, your daddy is big daddy, Mark Berlanti and his boys, uh, Mark Guggenheim. Cause. And I see that Marv Wolfman got a writing credit on yes, this. Marv Wol- okay. Marv Wolfman gets a speaking of vigilante. On this. And. Uh, here's the thing. I'm wondering what parts of this Marv Wolfman wrote because we've all read Marv Wolfman, he's an amazing author. Because of all the crossover uh, episodes so far, this one has the worst dialogue of all of them. Yeah, it's brutal. It's yeah, brutal. It's brutal. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I was expecting a lot worse when you were when you were telling me about this episode. Mm. It's just this is just. It is. It's just so you're not going to be able to follow this. I think even like the 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 diehardest fan is going to is going. Okay, so this makes sense, and that's why this. Well, is I happening. was thinking. This, I was it's just like whatever. Just keep going. Just keep going. That's what I feel like. We're in the home stretch. Actually, mm-hmm. feels it feels like we kind of hit the finish line at the end here. And that's the interesting thing. Is like I don't know what they're going to do for uh, part five. But should I read the synopsis before we get too far into this? You guys? Well, James, you were about to say something. Well, I was just, I, I would, I was wondering last night as I was watching this, um, I was wondering again, I was wondering because this is the third to last uh, episode of the series of arrow. Mm-hmm. So how would arrow fans feel? Absolutely. Yeah. That's because I know that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll talk about it. Right. Is it has yeah. his, it's his uh, daughter and the attempted backdoor pilot is. Next, yes. Right? They, there's yes. two more episodes of arrow. The, the, the failed backdoor pilot is the next one. And then they do a series wrap up with all the other characters, but Amel not in it. So this is Amel's last appearance as, as uh, Oliver Queen. Wild, wild. You know, that's funny. I mentioned going to theater school with James back in Alberta. We used to call him the backdoor pilot. Synopsis <laughs> for Crisis on Infinite Earths Part Mo. 4. Stuck in the vanishing point, the Paragons search for a way to escape. The futility of the situation is compounded by the Flash's disappearance. However, hope appears in the form of Oliver Queen, who reveals that he has become something else. Meanwhile, the origin stories for the Monitor and Anti-Monitor are revealed. 
So let's get started with that origin story. We're on the planet Maltus. Maltus. Lovely that time of year, I heard. <laughs> 10,000 years ago. Yeah. I like I like the uh, I like the lab architecture of Maltus. Malt yeah. the monitors lab. It's yeah. very uh, yeah, very austere. Yeah, is it located yeah. in the woods outside of Vancouver? Apparently, I, I don't know what that, I, that might be. Uh, like somewhere in Simon Fraser University, they use a lot of SFU a lot, but every show does because it's all like concrete on the mountains mm-hmm. kind of thing. Oh, we've seen it on this show more than once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the monitor and his wife. We're getting ready to do the experiment for him to go to the dawn of time. So like we were saying, Marv Wolfman assisted with this, I guess, but they hit all the beats. They get all the beats of the crisis, right? That's what happened. The don't the trying to, it wasn't the monitor per se. It was, uh, but it was some other green. It was, it, it was a, it was a guy who was actually from Maltus. Yes, uh, he, yeah. he became a villain. Kronos uh, is his name. No, it wasn't. It he was a, he was a blue-headed guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a mustache. Yeah. He, did, he did have a mustache. The Malteser, yeah. he calls it. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like an alien William Cannon from Jake and the Fat Guy, but Jake and the Fat Man. Yeah, he did look like I except shorter. Yeah, cool. <laughs> but that's a, a in comic books. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Their original home planet was Maltus. Mm-hmm. In in the Green Lantern. Yeah. Hmm. So he goes to the temporal zone and ends up in the antimatter universe where he finds the antimonitor. Now, so there he is. He just sees the antimonitor and he says immediately, Oh, my towering ambition has doomed us all. <laughs> I'm like, how do you know? Maybe the maybe the anti-monitor was a was gonna be a, a cool dude. And this guy pops into his backyard and insults him right to his face. We're Instantly fucked. just we faces him. <laughs> Look at this asshole. We're we're <laughs> fucked. It's all because of me that we're fucked. Look at this guy. Like, no, shouldn't we go say no, look at him? He has a face like a testicle. Look. <laughs> oh, you think Scrote's got something nice to say? <laughs> yeah, he's gonna have good news. <laughs> <laughs> and that's to the open. Mm-hmm. So we're now we're we're at the vanishing point where we last left our heroes. And uh, Ryan Choi, the paragon of humanity and future Adam. Uh, and his beard. And his oh, beard. that wonderful pube beard. And his yep. pube beard. Oh, dude, good Lord. I have that in my notes, right? Yeah. I literally have pube beard, but it's a couple paragraphs <laughs> down. <laughs> Lost the bet. We see a lot of bad fake beards on the show, James. Yeah. There's a George Lucas. Speaking of uh, Capone's, there was a George Lucas episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that beard was pretty bad. Oh, yeah. It was the episode itself. Very fun. The yeah. beard they put on this guy to play George Lucas was nuts, as was our Einstein and the wig they put on that guy. It was but, uh, no, I mean, starting you, but you were mentioning mentioning like the art direction earlier and stuff that i i'll say it again like i think everything has been it looks awesome mm-hmm. uh again this episode it looks better than it uh like because you know these this is uh two fx teams or two crews working together on for this big crossover that they were doing and everything looks better than your your average cw cgi i think again uh this uh, this episode, it was still at that quality, John. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I agree. They, yeah. uh, but uh, going back to something you said, you know, if you tried to make any sense out of this episode, and even if you're a, a, already a big time fan, it could be confusing. Mm-hmm. It is speaking as a big time fan of these shows and add in the month break between right. shows coming right. back would could possibly be like, what the fuck happened? Cause mm-hmm. there was a lot of, like we said, there was a lot of heat on the the first three parts, you know, entertainment weekly was doing stories on it. Yada, yada, yada. It came back with a whimper and was quickly forgotten about because of the break and probably maybe how confusing it was to get back into it. Maybe it's a, yeah typical cw maneuvering they, they really yeah. know what they're doing over there so he's writing a letter ryan is to his dead wife <laughs> and uh which is fun Who, n- nobody does this this is you only see this in movies by the way right so, i never uh, considered yes she was dead i, I never <laughs> I, I never thought of that <laughs> yes so white canary sarah she's broken and uh, Batwoman is training for a fight that'll never come. Martian Manhunter just sits around meditating all day. And uh, but I love it when they get to Supergirl. And he says, like, the paragon of hope is uh, lost hope. And she's holding. Oh, she's got the cape. Yeah. The yeah, cape. It, it, it looked like the, uh, yeah. to the uh, cover. Yeah. Of, of uh, Crisis 7. I, I loved that. Mm-hmm. Nice touch. It's all those little touches that I this whole thing like you said is a bit of a mess and the whole miniseries is but mm-hmm. those touches throughout this are what make it for me you should go I, along for dude, the fun I, of the ride I, I mean we'll see how this thing wraps up but i've i've been so into it man i've been uh, into mm-hmm. it more than any other crossover so far the one other one we've done oh no we did too that's right yeah, we did yeah. too. <laughs> so ryan's working with lex luthor uh, to try and create a uh, a teleportation device from this leftover time master tech and james i wanted to ask your opinion because i am on record that uh john crier's lex luthor is my personal favorite live action lex luthor oh really ever. you like ducky ducky is well, i lex love him luthor, i love ducky right? luthor yeah yeah no i have to go with uh uh gene hackman, gene hackman. for sure mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i think he's my uh he's my favorite and just because of the red hair just because of the the original Luther hairdo. Right. Right. See, I, I was yeah. there was I loved the first Superman movie, but there were certain things that pissed me off as a kid that I've never gotten over. And one of them was <laughs> Lex Luthor doesn't wear wigs; he's bald and yeah, pissed me off. Pissed me off. <laughs> even funny. in the comics, they even had a, a dopey explanation in the '60s that he's allergic to all wig material or something. <laughs> I will say it that it does look like. Uh, um, John Cryer is having a really, really good time. Yeah, sure. and that, and for you know sure. that's that's fun to watch. I yeah, suppose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and remember, he played uh, Lex Luthor's nephew in Superman: Four: right. The Quest for Peace. Hmm. That's wow. right. Wow, did not know that. Well, again, Travis, that's the casting on these shows, especially Supergirl, is always we're going to cast people who were in other productions of DC properties and, mm-hmm. and use them they right. do a ton of that on that show. Probably because they're more likely to say yes. Yeah, well, yeah. If you look at some of their careers, <laughs> <laughs> they even had Dean Kane for a season or, or so of uh, super oh. until he, oh. until he Dean Kane himself out of a job. That's he, right. He started taking the no aliens thing too seriously. Yeah, real seriously. He, he kept going to story pitches going, you know, this Luthor character, I think he's got kind of a point. <laughs> 
So Martian Manhunter volunteers to go in the teleportation thing. And I love Supergirl just ice cold. She's like, fuck that. Lex, you're doing this. (laughs) You die. die. (laughs) And it doesn't work. And now in the flash, he's back. He's been gone for months. And he's been trying to get into the speed force. And he can't. There's just no way out. It's like he he says, it's like he hit a wall. I hit a wall. Yep. So wild. This is such so wild a fucking concept to just like, if you don't have any sort of semblance of of what they had been doing before mm-hmm. like imagine just coming in cold to this just watching this mini series it's 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 a, oh yeah okay yeah he stuck his speed force and he said oh well, of course this is the way these things work you know what i mean oh boy we, we got to get him back in that speed force you know like, it's, like it's, it's you know the strongest a- thing is memory if they can somehow <laughs> connect speed force to memory <laughs> Of course, every it's logic. But then that's saying then, but that's saying then, as a viewer, I would have had to have watched everything that had happened up until this point, Mm. which I get. I have a hard time believing that the average Arrow fan right would have would have done because I don't. It's such a big ask. It's such a big ask of the audience. uh, Actually, all of this, even to devoted fans, I think, man, just because this is so. The, the, the storytelling as i said it's just like okay all right i'm along for the yeah. ride none of this makes any fucking sense but i'm along for the ride but i will tell you the amount as far as the fan the, the, there's not a lot of i only watch arrow i don't watch the other shows type of fans out there at least at this point i mean mm-hmm. there was ones like well, i don't watch legends or i don't watch supergirl because they got girl heroes in them but they're watching flash and arrow those are the big hits, so they're familiar with oh, okay. Speed Force at least. But in Flash, much like much like in this episode, um, the Speed Force is the uh, Deus Ex Machina of that totally. show. Totally. It's everything. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I've seen it be used for literally everything. It, yeah, and that's why I'm like, fine. Yeah, go ahead, get back on that fucking <laughs> the treadmill, pal. You got that on the, the cosmic treadmill. John Wesley ship. John Wesley ship. R.I.P. Yeah. I was t- uh, James, I was telling uh, uh, Johnny, I've been, uh, I found a way to download old uh, Game Boy games onto a cartridge, and there was a there was a, a Game Boy game based on that that Flash, that '90s Flash. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> one one season, and it got a video game. Hilarious. <laughs> and the the um the 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 video cassette is actually covered in red velour, much like his. Yes, suit. yes, yes. You really got to blow it a lot, though. The, 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 <laughs> it's real dusty drawback. <laughs> so we cut to a uh, purgatory, where uh, Jim Corrigan, the former Spectre, is giving uh, Oliver Queen, the new Spectre, uh, Spectre training through a clip show. Uh, right. Yes. A complete clip show of every fight he's ever had. And this apparently took months to do. Really? That's odd. I mean, how many fights has he been in? Months <laughs> worth of fights? And they only wow. really showed like three fights. Really? Yeah, there wasn't a lot. Of snippets. There wasn't much to it. No. But uh, and he, that was his training. He's got to remember everything he ever did for the ultimate fight with the monitor. And now it's time to go get your buddies. Have we seen up until this point? Have we seen what 
the specter actually does like uh, nope. jim corrigan have we seen him do anything nope the first time what <laughs> nope nope okay <laughs> on the constantine show so constantine had a sh- one season show on nbc that they then uh got canceled and uh but the actor, Matt Ryan, who plays Constantine, then became a, a cast member on Legends of Tomorrow. And they co- sort of they folded it into their little universe. And there was a uh, Jim Corrigan character on that, but he wasn't the Spectre. And this Spectre, the first time you saw him was that last episode where they're in Purgatory and he literally walks out from behind a tree and says, That's his Hi, first Spectre. appearance. Yes, that's it. That's, that's his first time turned green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right after they just happened to, they've been looking for Oliver and talking about they weren't going to be able to find him and it just bumped into him. And and he was rabid for a second, but then he's like, Dude, it's me, brother. And then they were, and it's, Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm cool. We're cool. It was all like bang, that's bang, terrible bang. because it, it's it seems like it's such a TV show or the like this this uh, crossover scene so kind of based in legacy yes that they wouldn't um, even hint towards no. what what no. that power is what I know I know that's what I'm saying they're just asking so much they need you, if you're gonna do crisis you have to have the specter fight the anti monitor it's a major point of yeah. the crisis but they didn't take. When doing all these different shows, no one ever said it was thinking that down the line we need to figure out how to introduce the specter yeah. into, into these shows. Tough, right. It's you tough. know, that's kind and of in rough. the in the comic book series, the, uh, the anti monitor uh, was always in play. He was always right. doing something yeah, behind the it, scenes. He was yeah, always hinting at and then the monitor itself the 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 character the monitor was introduced as a sort of a a a powers and a weapons broker Mm -hmm. uh to villains and to heroes and and to people (laughs) like that and the anti-monitor was was this um uh threat like once they introduced the character of pariah and harbinger and stuff like that then the anti-monitor became the idea of a threat Mm -hmm. Uh, uh and working in the background as well but in this, I mean, he's like, he's right in your face. He's full force. Yeah. Um, and not it's nearly real. as scary as he comes off in the comic books, right. for sure. Yeah, but yeah, that's a hard thing to replicate on, uh, even with the, their improved CGI budget. It's oh, like, yeah, that antimatter head helmet would look like dog shit on, yeah. on TV. <laughs> Shout, out to George Perez. Shout out to George Perez again. Yeah, we, man. We always have to. Oh, we oh have yeah. To during this crossover. I, I know I saw on Twitter that someone who got their hands on all of the original art of the aborted uh, JLA Avengers right. crossover, like a fan did like his version of finishing it, colorized coloring and everything and sent it to George Perez as a present. Crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. Cool. So the flash is wanting to try again. And they're telling him, you know, come on, you need to rest. And uh, Green Arrow Spectre appears and uh, tells them, he's like, you're right, Barry, the, the Speed Force, that's the key to saving everyone. We can save everyone. And they all go, oh, we, so there, there's people still out there that we can save? He's like, oh, no, 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 they're all gone. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh God, no, they're dead. No. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Uh, so just for clarification, I, I know this is probably going to be a, a 
a really long explanation, but who is the lady in the white leather? She seems like she's a black canary. She was the original black canary on these shows. Right. Dies. Her sister becomes the black canary. She is resurrected in the Lazarus pit. She's died a bunch of times. She eventually becomes the white canary. She's the lead character of legends of tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Played by Katie Lotz. Right. Amazing Katie Lotz. Yeah. She's fantastic. In fact, she, the character first appeared in the first episode of arrow, just as um, Laurel Lance's sister, Sarah, who, uh, Oliver is uh, having an affair with who dies on the boat that goes down before he gets shipwrecked. And then the next season, they're like, you know, what? we ought to bring that character back and do something with her. And they had to go recast, recast like a good actress who can do her own stunts uh-huh. <laughs> rather than the, uh, the Playboy Bunny they got for season one. Oh, no, they actually drowned that extra. No, she drowned. <laughs> yeah. She drowned. Oh, that's yeah. No, they. That's why they film in Vancouver. I heard. Oh God, that's right. Oh lives. God, no. We can't bring her back. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. No 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 no. Oh, you don't want to see her. No. You hear about those feet washing up in Vancouver? Yeah. Extras. <laughs> they're all extras. They're all from the CW. <laughs> <laughs> so he tells him, "Yeah, Speed Force is the key to saving everyone." Uh, so Barry says, and love, and love, and love. Mm-hmm. And Barry yeah, says, yeah. Uh, you know, are you Oliver Queen? He says, yeah, I am. So then I sort can trust of. you. Uh, but it, it, they repeat this line. There's some of the, 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 the terrible dialogue in this one. He goes, I trust you with every cell in my body. No, who <laughs> says twice. that? No, says twice. twice. Nobody says that. That had to, like, I felt like, okay, there must be something to this if he's going to say it more than once. Maybe not, the, not that a, I'm aware of. Do we need the, the cell? Do the cells play an important part in part five? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the reason why Marv Wolfman doesn't uh, write comics anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we lay it all at the feet of Marv Wolfman. <laughs> that was his one contribution. They're like, oh, fuck. We, we, this is why we're going to put him in times. the credit. Two times. <laughs> two times. I swear to God, you got to say gotta it. put it in there two times. <laughs> We get to see Marv in the next episode. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Right. Uh, great actor. <laughs> um, so he tells him that there's no multiverse. And uh, the anti-monitor right then is at the dawn of time. And they're like, all right, let's go fight the anti-monitor. And uh, Oliver, in character, because he's Green Arrow, uh, says, no, no. We need to have a backup plan, too. Oh, don't forget a voice. He's got a voice too. Oh, he's got a well, specter said, voice. Yeah. Sometimes it goes down low like that. This ethereal kind of thing that kind of echoes. Yeah. It was weird. It was really all over the place. Yeah, it's, it's, cool. his, uh, it's his uh, Venus flytrap late night DJ uh, specter <laughs> voice. All right. We've got some multiverse shattering shit going on for you here, babies. And he tells them that uh, everything's been replaced by the antimatter universe. But yeah, they need to split up and uh, have a uh, backup plan, an utterly pointless backup plan. That's what we need. <laughs> but the, the idea of splitting up is kind of uh, true to the the comic too, mm-hmm. because they had to. There's always the the Paragon thing or whatever. There is yeah. always like this team will go here and this team will mm-hmm. go attack the tower and this team has to go back in time and right. this team has to go to hell and the, you know right. that's always sort of a um and a like, trope yeah and 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 the and we've said this before the the original 
miniseries is kind of a mess as mm-hmm. well, even though it's like a bit uh, more together and like there's a bit more purpose to it um, with every little bit of a mess. It's still kind of sprawling and a tough thing to pick up and read uh, from start to finish without kind of getting lost as well. Right. So that's it why is I'm a kind slog. Of, yeah. 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 That's why I think that this is still like that's why I'm still like, you know, in terms of doing what they're trying to do here, the, I think the warts kind of have to be part of it. Mm hmm. I don't know. This one just gets under my skin. Actually, when I was going back to rewatch, I was like, yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm just remembering it uh, wrong. And I got done with it again. Like, nope, still don't like this one. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, so they're going to send Supergirl, Ryan Choi, and Lex Luthor to Maltus to convince the Monitor to not to do his, his experiment. Uh, while the others are going to go, are going to go fight the Anti-Monitor, apparently. Barry asks for some extra power to get into the speed force. Uh, Oliver gives it by giving him a little bink on the head. A little boop. Like, yeah, he boops boop. It's a boop. I kind of liked like, that touch. I, I, like, no. I did. I did. But I was waiting for like some sort of a payoff. Like they but, wasn't. It wasn't enough. I, I don't know. It's just weird. Maybe that was just something that like they wanted to do with those two actors who had because like, they've worked together a lot. At a this lot. Point. Yeah. 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 I thought that was uh, funny. There is also the famous, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the picture. Um, next to the, uh, next to the, the grave, gravestone. Next to the grave, yeah. Yeah, that's that's from the, the funeral episode of this. Hilarious. Era. Hilarious. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> yeah, Greg one. Gustin is kneeling on his uh, grave, giving like the, the, the thumbs up. The thumbs, thumbs up. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so like people just keep changing the name all the time. That's an awesome <laughs> meme. That's a, if, they, if they have no, nothing else, right? Like that's... Uh, you know, that's how things get measured these days. If they get well, nothing also, else from this experience. Yeah. Well, I think maybe also part of the budget uh, restraints of this episode, because, yeah, everything looks good. There's a lot of budget restraints in this. A lot of stuff happens off off, off camera. Big fights. All yeah. kinds of stuff happens off camera. Um, the Most importantly, uh, this one that's coming up, Oh no, we'll wait for that one because I split I split the missions into two. So, okay. so Barry takes off running. So let's first uh, go to let's, let's go to Maltus with Supergirl Ryan Choi and Lex Luthor. Off to Maltus. Ryan Choi. Every kid's favorite superhero. Yeah. Ryan Choi. <laughs> Ryan Choi. Whose power is, well, he tells us many, many times he doesn't have powers. Mm-hmm. He's got a beard made out of pubic hair <laughs> a stranger's pubes not even his pubic hair it would be different if it was his pubic yeah. hair i don't know it if was, it would be better it was luthor's it was luthor's hey you use those hey this is just like over the months <laughs> the months passed and when they were in the vanishing point a month and a half in one day Troy asked, hey you need those i no, not really no i, I, I was saying uh, i got an I idea was, I was saving them for a pillow. Gay uh, uh... says, well, your ball is all down there. Eh? All right. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> let me know. So they crash land in the, into the woods and they see a city in the distance. And well, yeah, Ryan's uh, superpower is uh, observing the obvious and being amazingly persuasive for no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, oh, We'll be able to find the monitor there because it's the city. There's a bureaucracy. We can just use the yellow pages, right? We'll just 
look, look <laughs> under M for fucking monitor. And I love the shot because in the background of the shot, much like the specter just walking out from behind the tree, John Cryer just walks right behind the tree in the distance. It's, and he's gone. And, and he's, gone. he's gone. And he's just, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> just, just like sprinting through the wood. <laughs> and they turn around. Hey, where'd he go? So funny. Lex. And Choi figures out that it's a bureaucracy. Yeah. Just a by bureaucracy. looking at the, a bureaucracy. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever. Let's yeah, get to, get going. So Supergirl finds Lex. He says, hey, I'm out of here looking for alien trash uh, and threats and all that. <laughs> and he's walking away from her and she like runs to get in front of him and wag her finger at him. I'm like, she's she got fucking super speed. She you wouldn't do that. What the fuck? You have ice breath. Yeah. You don't have to run around him as he's as he's not listening <laughs> to you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he reveals that when he uh, used the page of destiny. From the book of Destiny. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's only a page left. Oh, I see. And uh, he gave himself uh, superpowers where he could just shoot force blasts out of his hands. Sure. And uh, well, that comes in handy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he blasts her and then he blasts Ryan. And he takes off because his plan is universal domination. He's Joy! Gonna... That's the noise. That's the noise he made when he got hit. I do. Joy! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do appreciate that um, Lex Luthor's, it seems that his, uh, his weakness, once he does have these superpowers, is just asking him what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, well, what are you going to do? And then, and then he'll tell you, and then he'll hit you with the force blast or whatever. But they don't seem to hurt. Like, Ryan Choi yeah. made it out he okay. Came to, he came to before <laughs> Supergirl. Supergirl. <laughs> that's a superpower i guess yeah. oh, what the fuck i yeah i made a note of that too why is this asshole waking up first very light sleeper that's uh, yeah. Ryan Choi. that's why I made the kids note. love him in that that's why it's impossible to find a tickle me ryan Choi at <laughs> toys r us these days that's why the action so figures weird. are just flying off the off shelf the if james if james was obsessive about action figures he'd be having a stroke right now trying to find a ryan Choi. i want the i want the ryan Choi chest burn where is it? Um, you got to get the I variant. The, the variant with pube beards. That's impossible. <laughs> One that you can clip on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did write down. I did take a note that uh, Ryan Choi looks a lot like Chaz Bono in uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Again, probably because of the pube beard. Yeah, uh, maybe. So, him and Supergirl are walking and talking. Uh, like it's an Aaron Sorkin production, yeah. Where, I, where I'm immediately like, can you fly? They, they they have to have this conversation first, and uh, she gives him a X-ray vision to see if he's got any broken bones, and uh, goes right over his package and just, oh, not an atom in the pants, huh, Doctor Joy? <laughs> and uh, usually they put a, a like one of those iron uh, shields lead, going, yeah, lead so shield. Like, so when they when that X-ray Land does run across face. your crotch, you're you're okay. Oh yeah. Super go carrying around <laughs> heavy lead. Here, hold this. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
the funniest thing I've read all day. That's what her cape is made out of. That, like, you just try to think of like those months where they, where they were all just hanging out at the vanishing point and just getting ideas. You know what? I'm getting a little sick of, of Supergirl looking at our junk guys. So I took the liberty of making everyone lead-based underpants. Try them on. These are I terribly would... uncomfortable. <laughs> you think I would take advantage. But I would take advantage of human x-ray every day. I'd be like, how about now? Yeah. How about now? <laughs> Ryan Choi made pew beards for everybody. He's just the only one who's wearing them. <laughs> with it. It's all from Lex. You got to see this. You got to see oh, no. this. He's he can grow he's hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he's bald on top, but he looks like he has a Chewbacca yeah. in, a, in a scissor lock down there. He, he is dark like a Greek. You have no idea. <laughs> So Supergirl gives him the one of her patented Supergirl pep talks. And I do like the joke where he's like, yeah, they ought to call you the Paragon of pep talks. But that yeah. it's fun because if you are a watcher of all the shows, I mean, Melissa Benoist, who is, I just think she's great. We've said it a hundred times. She can deliver a lot of really could be ham and cheese dialogue, but just does it. She's totally Supergirl. I, I, I just think she's wonderful. But there's a line of dialogue coming up here that not even Melissa Benoist could save. It's, I, wanna, I almost want to skip it because she's like, hey, I forgot I could fly. <laughs> up, up, and away. We don't see that. Mm -hmm. So Lex walks in on the monitor because his security system is a joke for a genius like Lex Luthor. And uh, how does he know Maltus? Does he speak Maltish? How is he able to get into the. To, walks uh, right in. I used to summer in the Maltese first of region. All, <laughs> first of all, he karate chops the monitor's wife. Yeah. Somehow she's sleeping. Yeah. Put her sleep. And then he lets himself into the into the lab. Yeah, you know what? Yes. I'm willing to think that Lex Luthor could pull that off. You know, he's a super villain. He's super smart. You do it. He tells him, uh, hey, if I could break in here, obviously I'm not the average ham and egger around here. Uh, you might want to listen to me. And uh, he even says, he says, I don't cotton the aliens. I was like, dude, that's some racist shit right there. <laughs> uh, down at the Luthor state, they don't. But does, now, this is my question. <laughs> this is my question, because the monitor is in a different universe. Would he and on a different planet in a different universe? Would he count as an alien? Because Lex is from a different dimension uh, or that's universe. Right, that's right. So would he be an alien? I'll be I guess on my way. Everybody is a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess everybody's an alien. Get off my property. But that is some uh, Lex White privilege to be the alien <laughs> on another planet and go, look, I don't cotton to you people. And then call him bald. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The brave, the brave and the bald. <laughs> Let's see what you got down there. <laughs> oh, I could tie mine in braids just like you do, monitor. And uh, tells him the experiment's going to fail. And uh, he's from the future of another universe. Tells him about the antimatter universe. So they start working on the device. And here's the line. Supergirl arrives and says something along the lines of, don't trust him, monitor. Give that man a knife with dinner. Perhaps a nice chicken piccato with green beans <laughs> and a salad on the side. And of course, a table setting with a classy but not pretentious presentation mm -hmm. and he'll stab you in the back with it 
was like, oh, good Lord. It's, it might be the worst line of dialogue I've ever heard on any of these shows. Really? Uh, it's whatever. Awful. It came right. And then he just awful. says, or in your front, if uh... that part's fine. Yeah, yeah. In your front. I don't care, but it. it is a mouthful of nonsense. I sure. fucking hate that line. So I wish you would have mentioned a wine pairing, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I, I consider that. Prior but, uh, to that, it does seem like Lex is pretty close into talking uh the monitor, I forget his name, No Wax Knock Snacks or whatever. Nova Rue, I think. That's the one. Uh, he's pretty close into talking him uh, into whatever idea he has before Supergirl busts yes. in. And she literally busts in like it's a Doctor Who set. Like she yeah, like, totally. like knocks that shit down. Totally. You saw it bounce. You saw everything bounce. Yeah, everything bounces. <laughs> All this styrofoam dust. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it seems like Lex Luthor is very close oh, he's talking got, he, the monitor into the plant. Yeah, because he, he, uh, he's going to like, look, we can we can fix this, but he just wants to get involved so he can like literally control time from uh, the dawn of time and recreate the universe in his image. Hey, give him a shot. Hey, you know. Why not? Hey, you know, can't be worse than the next guy. You know, maybe, maybe <laughs> Lex Luthor is a successful businessman. Maybe yeah, should, exactly. that's no, right. Give him a shot. How bad could it go? <laughs> <laughs> so, him and Supergirl have a, a, an, an off screen fight while Ryan Choi. Oh my God, I wanted to see that fight so bad. Yep. Because in it. the background, they're just like, she's back flipping and there's blue lasers yeah, and yeah. i was like i want to see that i, mean, <laughs> I, I see know that, that movie but yeah yeah a, I, I thought that too but at least we got to see her kind of flip out and, uh, and things like that and that looked pretty cool mm-hmm. um yeah but we had to show ryan Choi with his superpower of persuasiveness where he's yeah. like hey monitor you, know, you, you can't do your experiment trillions of people will die and he's like well, I'm, supposed to just trust, die. I'm supposed to just trust you and he says hey man isn't the fact that I'm even here proof that I'm that you should listen to me? And he goes, "You are truly a remarkable man, Ryan Choi." Get the fuck out of here! Remarkable, Ryan Choi. <laughs> Choi, Choi, Choi. <laughs> he is pretty remarkable for his size so, and his yeah. And he calls off the experiment. So we get a little bit more of the walk around fight with Supergirl and Luthor. Which and Ryan, doesn't change anything. But, nothing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan goes, hey, guys. Hey, guys. You don't have to fight. I convinced the monitor. He's not going to do his experiment. And Luthor's like, oh, you ruined a perfectly good bad guy playing there, new guy. And the Flash snatches them and off they go. And we're going to go off to a quick break and we'll be right back. State coordinates of new land acquisition. Oh, we know that big oak tree that got struck by lightning? Negative. The barn with a funny cow mural? Negative. One-eyed scarecrow? Negative. Giant water tower? You're not from here, are you? I've never seen him. That hardly matters. Robots don't know you. We do. Hey, how's your dad doing? For over 80 years, Farm Bureau Financial Services has built relationships first and plans second. It's your future. Let's protect it. Welcome back to Gideon, guys. And before we get back to this installment of Crisis on Infinite Earths, Travis, what else we got going on? Oh, wait, you know what? I should ask James first. James, you have anything to plug? Social media? <laughs> no, I, no, I'm not that type of folk. 
No, uh, show folk. <laughs> no, I'm not show folk. I, uh, uh, I am part of this wonderful show called uh, Mystery Titans Theater, uh, which happens uh, every second Saturday. And um, I'm proud to be part of the Frightful Four. And, awesome. uh, and I will be in on that soon. Yeah, there we go. That's right. That's my yeah. plug. Yeah, it ain't stole. It, I don't even have to do it. But we had a great show last night uh, with our buddy Zubin as our fiftieth uh, episode uh, so far. Uh, and yeah, yeah, all the all the James is a regular. You guys got to check that out. Mystery Titans Theater, Twitch.tv/slash Jarvis Washing Machine. Uh, if you can join us live every other Saturday, seven PM Pacific Standard Time. Otherwise, uh, archive the show. The new one should be up hopefully by the end of the day because it's become easier for me at YouTube.com/slash C/slash Jarvis Washing Machine. And aside from that, check out our other shows on the Pwom Podcast Network that you're listening Pwom. to right now. Yeah. And now's the time on the show where we like to check in with everyone's favorite immortal despot, Vandal Savage, and see what he's drinking. It's time for Savage Brew. Oh, baby. What a trip. Just got back from going down south. And man, I mean, obviously, it's a, a BFGG today, as always. It's afternoon recording. I'm not the fucking lush, Johan. But, but I do enjoy a tasty beverage. And wow, I was down in the Lone Star State. And I will say what stood out. And I will remember this for as long as I remember that fine, friendly people. The Lone Pint Brewery Yellow Rose Smash IPA. Oh, my gosh. Actual quest-sized beer. Full pint every time you pour it. I took it up to my hotel room. Oh, boy. I, I tell you, if there's one, a lot of lot of great beer, a lot of great tacos down in Texas, too. But, boy, you got to wet the whistle with some of the great beer they got down there. Thank you to the fine people of Texas. Um, they uh, an excellent uh, state. And uh, Dallas, uh, heads up. Uh, shout out to you. But get your fucking roads sorted out. That's, I'll tell you this. <laughs> Dallas is a fucking mess. In trying to maneuver. Thank you to Mr. Ben Zani. Shout out to you for driving us around. Uh, Johan, I see you have a, a, a fellow uh, guest with us today. Yes. He had mentioned uh, earlier, Mr. Hamilton, you are, you are a big uh, Ghost Rider fan. It, that's, I can yeah. tell uh, you've, you've devoted yourself so much to him that you, you've, you look exactly like the man, Sans Flames. All right, <laughs> Johan, one last thing about this beer. Mm. It is... Oh, too sophisticated uh, a flavor palette for your for your infantile taste buds. Goodbye. Oof. He's a meanie. He just he takes shots. Oh. It's, uh, it's the first and the easy ones too. The easy yeah. ones. Yep. Yep. He takes the lobbies. Well, you know, I mean, Vandal Savage. Uh, you know, in defense. You know, he was the main villain on uh, season one of Legends of Tomorrow and took a lot of the people took a lot of shots at season one not being that great. And they, they laid it at the feet of the great Vandal Savage. And upon rewatching, there's a lot wrong with season one, but it ain't Vandal Savage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, you know what? I feel like he's probably cashing receipts at this point. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? <laughs> but I, I am DB Curious.
Now, this is the part of the show, James, where I like to dive into the IMDb, the trivias, the goofs, and the viewer reviews to see what kind of gold I can mine. Or mine, I mean. And uh, usually on Legends, it's a lot smaller of a sampling size. You know, it's maybe three reviews for, but for this giant uh, epic crossover, it's tons, tons of tons of the trivia of just the obvious trivia, that sort of thing. It's the Marv Wolfman thing. Um, but this bit of trivia is what I like to refer to as trivia. The monitor refers to Lex as the hairless one. Novu himself only has a few strips of hair on his head, barely more than Lex. So, you know, come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These balds in yeah, each a- other. That was a reach for Lex. Yeah, that was. Uh, mm-hmm. He was going for the low hangers there yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> punch up, Lex. Punch up. His low hangers are covered in. <laughs> That's yeah, right. As we know. Okay, thirteen of seventeen found that interesting. Eh. All right. As for Miller's cameo, Ooh. came about. Oof. Mark Guggenheim got a phone call from Warner Brothers boss Peter Roth. Saying, this is I picture Peter Roth talking. He's an old time uh, Hollywood uh, producer. Uh, P- Peter Roth, he's like, I know you're locked, but can you put Ezra in the crossover? And I said, Yes. And he said, How? Your series wrapped and you're wrapped on the crossover. And I said, Yeah, I know, but you're telling me Ezra Miller could be in the crossover. I can make it happen. So I called Eric Wallace, who's the showrunner of Flash, and he called up Grant Gustin because the one thing that was our only concern was the thought that we didn't want to do it unless Grant was 100% on board with it. And he was. He was incredibly enthusiastic and on board with it. We got on the phone with Ezra Miller, told him the scene I'd written. He was completely into it. And we just went and we put it together with the unit of the unit of the Flash crew on the Flash set since Arrow's team, which produced the rest of the hour, had gone home for the night. And yada, yada, yada. But uh, <laughs> again, this whole... Hey, we would have loved to have been in your wacky crossover. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure, we can make it happen. Um, uh, uh, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's important. Wrapped means wrapped. I was I was very surprised to see Ezra Miller. Yes, as I ex- guy who's in the in the news lately. I was mm. going to say as as I expect him to not see him for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. After this, just point, as that but, movie uh, was about to be released too. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure The Flash is going to come out, but I don't think we'll hear much about uh, uh, Ezra Miller on the on the media circuit. There, right. There's a li- there's a literal it's it's, it's kind of silly, but I kind of like it because I like Grant Gustin. There's a, a whole like, hey, if you want to replace Ezra Miller, you got a guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's been doing it for uh, eight years now, and he's pretty good at it. When, and a petition of like 130,000 people also saying, no, we don't mind. <laughs> yeah he, he can be our flash yeah. did travis did you hear i was i was telling johnny i think before we we started but uh we we were talking about ezra miller um and and i mean his current difficulties and and yeah. everything like that and he just sounds like a like a real it's hard to be sarcastic on a podcast but a real charmer yes um, <laughs> but have you have you heard uh um gawker has a has a heart on of hate for for Ezra Miller with good mm. cause, uh, but they keep referring to about how stinky he is. Nope. Yeah, how That's he just hilarious. smells. How he just smells like 
like dirty taint and garbage bag. Like he just, <laughs> just the worst smelling and, and won't fix it. And, but everybody, everybody keeps contributing and acknowledging going, yeah, I waited on him in a restaurant and like how he is just a stinky, stinky man. So funny. for the listeners, anytime you get a chance to see Ezra Miller in, and he's been in some wonderful movies, he stinks like a nut. <laughs> viewer reviewers all right now again normally i like to find some numbskulls and point them out and uh, there's too many to list in this one but we found a gem in episode one james mm-hmm. prolific prolific imdb reviewer thousands of reviews <laughs> thomas drufke and he had and he's got reviews for all of the crossovers. Ardent Arrow fan, big time Arrow fan. Watches Arrow and Flash. Maybe not the other ones so much, kind of like what I mentioned uh, earlier. And uh, he's something else, right, Travis? He's the best. I've, I've said before, Yo Yo Ma had a cello. Jeffy has, <laughs> Jeffy has the IMDb message board. In a little segment we like to call, You Can't Handle the Drufky. I feel like I should lay down some, um, like underneath some masterpiece theater music underneath you. <laughs> yeah, you need something need classy to... for that. Yeah, yeah, let's go. It's no secret that I've been critical of some of the choices the CW and showrunners have made regarding the death of Oliver. Sure, he had the send off with some characters from Arrow in the episode prior to Crisis, but to not have Diggle and other close ones in the crossover episode in which he dies, a massive mistake. With that said, this episode did a nice job of fixing those mistakes and presenting an interesting way to send the character off that provided closure and a sense of hope for this universe, even if I won't be one of the people watching the Arrowverse going forward. (laughs) I would be remiss if I didn't mention the shocking cameo from Ezra Miller as the Flash in the brief scene with our Flash, Grant Gustin. I never in a million years thought that crossover would be possible, even if it's a one-off and more than likely the first and only time we see such a crossover. As I will also say with the second episode of the crisis finale, overall, it was a welcomed return and ending for our favorite Emerald Archer, though I didn't have much hope for either part four or five anyway. Nine out of ten. Fantastic. Classy. God damn it, man. This guy does not miss. He does not miss. I had no idea she was a fan. <laughs> How many? What, what's our what's our totals? 18 out of 27 found that helpful. Who are these nine fucking pricks? I know who they are. They're nine people who can't handle the Drufke. That's right. <laughs> that was classy. Yep. So we got the we start off with the flash in the speed force. And he's he's in the speed force and it's all memories and shit. And uh, he's with uh, the Spectre, and it uh, appears to be Queen Consolidated, where they first met. He's even dressed like he was dressed in the episode where they first meet on uh, season two of Arrow. Hmm. And the greatest of off-camera shit explanations happens here, because Barry's like, hey, what happened? He's like, and Ollie's like, oh, oh, that. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Yeah. The antimatter monitor attacked uh, off screen. So I'm, uh, I'm like, wait, huh? 
I thought right. he couldn't find him in Vanishing Point. Huh? And he's like, so I, uh, I rescued everyone. And I'm with using, a special arrow. Yeah, with a special arrow. And I'm using pieces of my uh, essence to place them all in key moments of my TV show. And uh, you only have a limited amount of time before they fall out into the antimatter universe. And the way it's this is written, the way it's performed, sounds like they know this is horseshit and they're kind of telling on themselves mm. a little bit. It's literally like, oh, yeah, that here, here, this, <laughs> just get on with it. Yeah. It was almost like it was a placeholder that became a holder. <laughs> yeah. No, we're we're gonna add that. Uh, we're gonna add that in the edit bag. Oh shit! Well, we're just gonna leave it in. Because this is when the the concepts of of memory and love and uh, focus and connections are, where they and connection, which which come which all come in later in the episode. Like it's not to you know it's not to uh, shit on the concepts. Mm -hmm. Well, to shit mm -hmm. on a shitty concept. Yes, but but it does <laughs> it it does all come to pass. Yeah. The whole, the one thing I like about it is the implication that because the one thing that comes out of this is the bond between all them and they actually form the 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 uh, Arrowverse Justice League, which then yeah. is never ever used again. So when they're talking about uh, these are where we made our connections, I'm like, okay, to be a superhero team, I get it, you know, but uh, mm -hmm. it, it, it's just how they get there is so nuts. It's like. Oh, we, the animator monitor attacked us off screen. Go. <laughs> and yes, what we go into is the first thing we cut into is Ezra Miller and, uh, oh. and Grant Gustin, that scene. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it knowing I, too. I knowing what I know and like how, mm -hmm. you know, how uh, how we're going to wind up. What does he um, say at the end there about somebody was right? He, you know, he got he said. Because I told yeah. Victor this could happen. That's cyborg. So okay. yeah, it's them like totally saying, "Yep, this is what." It's that a is. total tie-in. It's a total tie-in to to um, the the original Justice League yeah. uh, movie. Snyder, not the Snyder not cut. the not the Snyder cut, but the oh, really? the um, the Warner Brothers agreed upon cut. Huh. It's mm -hmm. sort of uh, it sort of does tie in, um, and that that comes from like Flash, uh, Ezra Miller's Flash. Um, recognizing the name and yet not having it yet because he hadn't been named in the movie yeah i right. like the touch i like the touch that it's tv show flash names movie flash he name drops himself and yeah. then and then in doing so names, names the character yeah. which if you yeah. knew the more of the relationship between these shows and the movies because it's been a contentious one they the, all the berlanti shows especially in the early years had to run every character they wanted to use by the movie people. And if they said, nope, you can't use that because we're going to do it, they, they weren't allowed to. There was stuff they just weren't allowed to touch. And then the shows got popular on the CW enough to where they loosened the reins on them. So to have like, yeah, we're going to name you. This part part of the deal. <laughs> it's kind of But imagine, imagine talking a, a Hollywood producer you know, as a as a CW showrunner uh, producer, talking a Hollywood producer into the idea of uh, um, a character could exist as more than one person, and the idea of multiverse, and it all comes back. And this on Earth Two or whatever it was, the original Flash story, 
where they introduced the multiverses with mm -hmm. Jay Garrick and, and uh, Barry Allen. Like it's a, sort of the same idea where the two flashes meeting each other. Which oh, yeah. is very, it was a very, very cool nod. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, that, that's totally what they were doing. It was a nod to a flash of two worlds. And, um, but I also did like, cause the one thing I hate the most, there's a lot I hate about Ezra Miller's flash. Number one, I just don't think that that guy is Barry Allen. Like that's not Barry Allen. No. And the that's, costume is garbage. And, and the, the costume, yeah, that's it. The costume is garbage. And yeah. I always laugh that I'm like, yeah, these multi-million dollar movies and the costume looks like garbage on this show with a budget. They managed to make the flash costume look good. And, but they have the little spot here where uh, Ezra Miller sees his costume and goes, Hey, I like Compliments that. Compliments him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, and, and the TV of flash goes, that looks safe. Yes. You know, like that's yeah really yeah that looks safe smells like well he's wearing bmx pads smells, <laughs> yeah. that that tin can kind of stinks pal <laughs> it's true is is part of your power the power of fish smell what is that you've been hanging around aquaman a lot oh <laughs> taste it in my mouth <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for having <laughs> Ezra Miller out. <laughs> so we got Kate. <laughs> I like the idea that Ezra Miller <laughs> thanks everyone in the room for taking his smell. Yep. I want to thank the cameraman. Uh, boom guy, I see you. Thank you. I see you. He's just doing the chicken dance before he leaves. Oh, God, just go, man. Ooh. Oh. Imagine being the guy, imagine being the grip or whoever who has to clean out that armor. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oof. I, I thought the crotch part would be the worst, but it's not. <laughs> all his, uh, all of his assistants have to learn how to breathe in when they're talking. How's it going, Mr. Miller? <laughs> it's okay. I, I can't look them in the eyes because they're closed. They're clo I can't keep them open. Ammonia smell. How does he make an ammonia smell? <laughs> so we cut. Oh, we're ragging on the poor guy. Oh, we're ragging on him. We're just punching down. You know, that, that's just sad. <laughs> so Batwoman Kate is in this scene where, uh, and I remember this, this is like a recreation of a scene from an early season of Arrow. This is my favorite scene of the show. This With Ray episode, Palmer. The, the, this scene. Well, Ray Palmer talking uh, and talking smack back and forth with uh, Oliver Queen. Uh, Travis, this is the Ray Palmer that, remember when Legends, uh, when they evolved Ray into a comedic, goofy character and they were like, yeah. man, Ray Palmer used to be badass and cool and they made him a clown. This is the Ray Palmer that they want. Hmm. This That's guy. Funny. Yeah. And I like this scene because you, you kind of assume that they can't see her. And when, yeah. they, and when they turn around. That's why when, I like yeah, it. <laughs> and when, and when, when Amel turns around and he goes, who the fuck are you? I, <laughs> yes. I loved it. Pretty funny. And, it, and they cut. <clears throat> they cut to a, a scene from the invasion crossover that we did, yeah. Travis. Right. Where uh, Green Arrow is uh it's the scene with him and supergirl 
where he's explaining why it said James in this crossover, they shoehorn in this dopey reason that they don't use Supergirl all the time to fight these aliens. And it was because of budget. They just didn't have the budget for all the Supergirl special effects. That Green Arrow was just like, hey, man, you know, first there was superheroes, supervillains. Now there's fucking aliens. I just I can't deal with it. You need to just not, you know, help help us, which is fucking dumb. And they go back to that and expand on it. Do it again. And as someone on the IMDb pointed out, they go, well, you can really tell that they refilmed this uh, modern one because their haircuts are completely different. Like, That's an attention to detail I would never have picked up on. Hilarious. At all. Hmm. And Martian Manhunter shows up. And at first he's in the CGI Martian yeah. Manhunter look. Yeah, for a second there. That yeah. was pretty cool. And I got... Yeah, ever so brief. I was excited ever, to see that. Yeah. Ever so briefly. And on the show, it's ever so briefly because it looks good once in a while, but you can't just have them running around like that all the time because then it, it, it kind of tell on itself. Right. But I'll tell you this they're mar- the TV CGI Martian Manhunter looks a hundred times better than the CGI Martian Manhunter in the Snyder cut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At the end of that, a ton better. That One one, of the cool like things. Shit. One of the cool things about Martian Manhunter, and it didn't even Mark uh, uh, Guggenheim write a Manhunter series, uh, maybe not so long ago. But one of the cool things about Martian Manhunter, which they sort of started to um, approach in the modern era, was that this fucker can be anything. He can be a cat. He can be a dog. He can be a police detective. He could be a Mm -hmm. turtle. He could be a dragon. He could be a this dude could be anything. And so he lives all of these multiple lives um, while just trying to realize what, what humanity means and and why he's stuck where he is and everything like that. Um, So it's sad that the TV show couldn't take advantage of like, Martian Manhunter, Martian Manhunter cat, or you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever oh, gerbil, man. whatever. <laughs> In all of them, though, he loves uh, Oreos because that was a uh, my favorite thing well, about Martian Manhunter. It, it, In the it, comic book, he actually yeah. needs them because he's uh, he's addicted. If he doesn't get them, he becomes uh, insane um, and oh, a really? monster. Yeah, oh, really? if he doesn't get if he doesn't get chocolate, it's a it has to be store bought ma- ma- Oreos. Don't give me that no name bullshit. <laughs> I forget what they they're called Choco something. In the they they changed rocks. it to Chocos, but originally originally that was just a funny thing they came up with for Funny Justice League in the eighties, the uh, Giffen and DiMatteis uh, Justice League. Which yeah, I and lo- I think by the time they get to Joe Kelly JLA, like after yeah. Grant Morrison, I think once they get into Joe Kelly. Um, he actually, he's a, it turns out that he needs chocolate not yeah. to be insane. But they also start having to call him Chacos because originally I think they were allowed to just call him Oreos. He, he just, they just didn't, didn't give a shit, needs his Oreos. And I remember uh, someone in the letters page uh, wrote in a letter like, Oreos, dude, you know, the far better one is that, I can't remember, there was the Oreos like knockoff brand that we yeah. used to have here in the States that were fucking terrible. And this guy writes it, he's like, yeah, that's that's the real good stuff. And they had they printed it with a little quote, like, you fucking serious? Like shaming him, <laughs> shaming him about his cookie choice. It was fucking hilarious. That's funny. So no, I, I don't think they're taking advantage of the Martian Manhunter. I, I like I'm not a huge well, he's on super fan, he's on, it could be anything. Well, he's on yeah. Supergirl, and what they explore with him 
is coming to grips with Martian trauma, basically, and a lot of Mars stuff. And sure. uh, that that's in a lot of Mars uh, spirituality uh, angles. That's what they do with Martian Manor. And he's 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 the actor. That's David Harewood, man. He you know he's he's slumming on these shows, and he has a lot of fun with it, man. He's good. Oh, he's not doing much. I think that's one of the benefits of playing a Martian is you probably don't have to do much. Right, you, right, you right. You can probably have a and his face, a pretty and his, static his facial, speech. and he's got a, the facial features where they kind of like we don't really need that much of. A, he kind of looks like a Martian Manhunter. He's got those pointy ears and like broad, a little bit, like a brow. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, I buy yeah. it. No, he's yeah. very good. Yeah. So <laughs> could be a cat. We could we cut to the <laughs> Elseworlds crossover, the one we didn't do, Travis, because Legends weren't weren't in the Elseworlds right, crossover. Right. And uh, we see Lois and Clark and Ollie are there, and they see Barry, our Barry here, and they see him, and they're like, "Aren't you supposed to be off saving the world right now? What did you take the time to go get a new costume? What the fuck, dude?" And Barry uh, goes tells Ollie, "Hey, look, man, uh, this isn't real," and he immediately goes, "You're right." Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. That's what he says. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, no, I remember. How do you remember something that doesn't happen if you're not in the... Yeah. And they go later, later, None of it the Flash kind sense. of explains it by saying mm-hmm. you're not really here. Just, yeah, yes, yeah. So whatever, who's, who's whatever. Where, when? Well, so this, whose lonely grave is this? <laughs> Shaka bra. <laughs> So this is where Barry finds out about the deal that uh, Oliver made with the monitor in the last crossover that he, to save Supergirl and Flash during that, he will die in the crisis. And Barry fucking is and like, in the previous Dude. episode. They, they remind us in the previous in the yeah. flash. They remind us of all these uh, uh, offer to the monitor. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, Barry's like, do you have family? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Correct me up. He's like, don't you give a shit? You have a wife and, and children. You know, a baby on the way. Like, dude, get your yeah, I mean, priorities straight. I also got bills, bro. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, kinda, being, a vigilante, being a vigilante, don't pay the bills, pal. I cannot drop my cell plan for the life of me. So, <sighs> I think I found a way out. Ghost of the Cosmos? Yes, please. Adios, Primus. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny we don't see a lot more of a men abandoning their families by becoming specters. Yeah. Exactly. We don't see it. That's the whole that's, that's the point, the whole right? Point. Yeah, perfect plan. Must so be it must plan. work. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Let's file that one away. <laughs> and, uh, so we cut to the Arrow Cave. This uh, flashback to season two of Arrow, or season three of Arrow, that starts with uh, the Black Canary, Sarah Lance, getting killed. She gets she gets killed in the first episode. And, uh, Diggle, John Diggle, and uh, great name La- Laurel Lance uh, are, are talking about what's going on. He's telling her she needs to take up the mantle of the Canary. We need to get your sister out of here because she's starting to fucking turn rotten. You know, how long has she been laying on that table? <laughs> I like I like that there's this arbitrary moment that that somebody has to call in shows like that when you're standing over a dead body. <laughs> like I'm standing over my dead sister and I'm grieving her. And then there's this arbitrary moment in every movie where that happens, where somebody goes, 
it's time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's time we should like, is it, is that when the, is that when the bowels release yes. that they know? <laughs> is it, is that when black canary shits her pants that Diggle knows that he has to clear the room? Is Ezra Miller here? Is Ezra Miller here? We got to get out of here. Ezra Miller's here. Oh, no, no. Oh, he's no, gonna, no. He's going to no, choke it's a bitch. Time. It's <laughs> time. <laughs> Is there any Icelandic women in here? Because he oh will choke God. them. Jeepers creepers. What a maniac. So we do get to see, uh, the first time you got to see, uh, Travis, um, uh, uh, Sarah Lance in her dope Black Canary costume that she mm-hmm. had uh, mm-hmm. in that season. And is and, she uh, ever to return in any of this stuff again? Oh, like she again. The, the, the dead Black Canary. Not as no, This canary. one? This one, yeah, this is the, the, the lead of Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, but, okay. So the one that pops up from the table. That pops up from the table. Yeah. The other the one who gets booped. Okay. The sister who's mourning her, who takes up the mantle, does get killed and killed for good. Then they bring the actress back as her Earth 2 evil version, Black Siren. It's so confusing. Yeah. Oh, it's a lot of, there's a lot of canaries and alternate Earths. And oh, shit. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's it's much like DC Comics in, in the late seventies. <laughs> so how many fucking canaries we got? Jesus Christ! <laughs> got I could never, I could never get over the fact that Black Canary uh, took over her mom's um, right. uh, mm-hmm. superhero identity. Like as a kid reading, I was like, man, if my mom is a superhero. I would be the opposite of that superhero. <laughs> super villain. I would be, yeah, well, no, no, I would still be a superhero, but I would be like, if she was Black Canary, then I would be like... White Cat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Orange Rock. <laughs> <laughs> or or a Spray Bottle. A Spray Bottle? You could get into the Legion of Substitute Heroes as Spray Bottle, I yeah, think. Spray Bottle. I, I love the Legion of Substitute Heroes. <laughs> That's some good shit. That's some Keith Given. Mwah. Mwah. It's my favorite, especially with Am- Ambush Bug. Oh, Ambush Bug. Yeah. I almost got an Ambush Bug tattoo, but I got talked out of it. <laughs> with good cause. <laughs> yeah, that was a good friend. <laughs> so, uh, Flash comes in, he wakes Sarah up. Uh, Tells them they're not real and takes off. Uh, Martian Manhunter tells Supergirl and uh, and Green Arrow that you're fighting now, but someday you'll depend on each other. And Flash gets him and Supergirl. Uh, Kate, who oh, that's the second. Yeah. That's the second boop of the episode. Yes. Oh right, yes. yeah, the boops, two boops, the boops. Oh, it was boops. the boops. Oh no, it was the boops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the boops. And so, and then uh, Kate Batwoman tells Oliver, who she barely knows and also barely knows Ray, that you someday the two of you are going to grow to depend on each other. And uh, and, and he says something to her like, "Again, what the fuck are you talking about?" And then Flash gets seriously. <laughs> who is this brat? <laughs> So now we go to the dawn of time for the big final battle. And the anti-monitor... The Apparently the, yeah. the dawn of time smells a lot like wrap-up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So the anti-monitor is there because the, uh, the, uh, the B-plot plan uh, didn't work. And the anti-monitor basically goes, there were billions of Novus dummies. And okay. 
at what at what point did the B part plan not work? Well, is what I I never caught. They convinced they convinced the monitor to not do his experiment. So aha, uh-huh, yeah. it'll never happen. But he says it was a multiverse, dummies. You you only went to one. There's lots of monitors. Okay, lots of monitors. Right. I'll buy that. This place is lousy with monitors. <laughs> They're also lousy with easily destroyed shatter demons. <laughs> just you yes, you can like, like ring wraiths, ring wraiths, just flying around. You can use your your supervision, or you can kung fu kick one. Yeah, kung fu kick them. See, Ryan Choi. Ryan what Choi does your heart tell you? What does your heart tell you? <laughs> Ryan Choi I... is just punching him in the face. Yes, and yeah. that y'all just got choy. <laughs> they, <laughs> they 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 kind of explain it away with the whole like, hey, use your paragon powers. Oh, okay, then that's kind of it. But again, we mentioned this when they introduced the shadow demons for the TV show. They can't be as powerful as they were in the comics. You wouldn't have a TV show. They would oh, just yeah, touch no. you and you Comic blew books, up. They touch you and you disintegrate. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Midnight, zap. Wildcat, yep. zap. Mm-hmm. So many comic Our Man, zap. Cole. Uh, yeah, Cole. Um, uh, original Huntress. Oh. Uh, Sportsmaster. Yeah. Even the villains were helping. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. No, in the comic, all the villains were like, they, they, until event until issue nine, when Brainiac uh, and Simon started the 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 villains. Uh, what do they call it? The, right. um, uh, the uh, Injustice League or whatever they were called. Um, yeah, Dark, villains... side, Dark side helps win the win the battle. I mean, That's yeah. right. It's a great book. And Dolphin for some reason. Yeah, she team. dies. <laughs> oh no, she's in the Forgotten Heroes. Yeah, yeah, she's the Forgotten Heroes. Uh, 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 Tula dies. And, yeah, and Lori Lamaris. Okay. Oh, Lori Lamaris. Some DC, some DC weeds we got to get out of. So Spectre tells him, fight him with your Paragon powers. And uh, he says, I'll light the spark and then you have to fan the flame. And uh, th- there's a lot of, since this is Amel saying goodbye, there's, in this writing, there's a ton of, yes, it was Arrow and Stephen Amel who lit the spark of these shows. And he's leaving. It's up to the rest of you to fan the flame of right. the Berlanti verse. Oh yeah, the the analogy is is not subtle it, yeah, yeah, at no, all. It's, <laughs> yeah, no, I I saw it. Yeah, for sure. And Luthor does say, well, "Why do you get what? Why do you cosmic types have to be so fucking obtuse?" And <laughs> and and, uh, and the Spectre turns around and goes, "Look, if I knew, I, if I knew, I would tell you, but." This is just how Spectres talk, I guess. I, yeah. I, I got to go fight the monitor. I like yeah. that he actually makes like an apology for the yeah. yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry about that. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of new at the Spectering gig. Um, it's a real mess. <laughs> <laughs> like driving Thank, around in for Dallas, Texas. All, all I can do is <laughs> thank you for sticking around. Really. Yeah. <laughs> so we have the big fight. And they're starting to fight the fucking uh, Shadow Demons. The Spectre and the Monitor are watching the battle, have a little talk, and then Ollie's like, come on, let's get it on, motherfucker. Can I and also say it's a very loose definition of fight because really, they're just holding hands. Yeah. Yep. And yep. shooting shit out of their, as my dad would say, shooting shit out of their eyes. Yeah, They're holding hands so and hold... shooting shit out of their eyes. And the, you... as you know, anytime two guys are in a fight like this and it's a stalemate, you just got to go and get next, line up with your other buddies and just stare at them. And mm-hmm. then that's how you're going to solve that problem. Focus on what you're all about. Just stare at them. Yeah. Hold their hands. And Hold stare. hands. Stare. Okay. We this, did it. 
but it is though as dumb the biggest complaint every fan had i remember pete had it to uh, uh travis was this big battle sucks and but the, in a way they are recreating the comic book I'm in sure. a way because it's oh there's specter- an actual yeah there's an image of them like holding on to each other and the the universe opening up yeah in their, it's the specter yeah the specter yeah. and the monitor are having are in a collar and elbow tie-up just like uh in the comics and <laughs> and all of the magical characters every magician villain oh, and yeah. good guy they are make holding a ring hands are holding yeah. hands around them focusing their magical energies Cool. So yeah. that this is what that's an homage, right? right. Except instead, all the paragons are kind of giving the Care Bear stare. Yes, exactly. they're doing the Care Bear. They're stare. not. They're not really. It's not a yeah, circle. Contributing. Not a full circle. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. Again, there's no special effect of like energy coming off them towards mm-hmm. the, the big battle. They're just although they at acknowledge it. that they're doing something. They're not really yeah. doing working. Anything. They're it's working. Yeah. <laughs> So then, and it's this scene. It's the battle scene with the fucking shadow demons where they're each getting in their quippy one-liners. Mm-hmm. Where, they get a slow motion bit too. And then the quippy. Yeah. Well, some are fine. Some are fine comic book dialogue. Like Luthor going, ah, so this is what it feels like to be a hero, huh? Totally. Yeah. That's fine. But they saddle Katie Lots with the whole like, hey, how about we have you do one? To, for the people who don't watch Legends, to maybe give them an idea of uh, what your show is like. Because in the middle, of she's like, I don't know. Usually my team and I screw things up for the better, which is their wacky slogan on their show. And I figured clangs, that was from somewhere. It yeah. clangs like a bell here. So, so bad for me. Yeah. It's, yeah, whatever. I mean, I was like I said, everything was just going going by so fast. It was like I mean, <laughs> these are the things that point. get at me, Travis, as a yeah. as a mega fan of these shows. Bugaboos. <laughs> yep. And then, of course, Oliver gets in his lat his big uh, his catchphrase. Yeah, the big catchphrase after you know when uh, Green Arrow would at first as a vigilante kill guys uh, would say, "You have failed this city." But he's got the anti-monitor and it's time to go and create the new universe and defeat him. And he says, you have failed this universe. And the <laughs> burst of light and flame comes from his eyes. The paragons use their invisible power and you hear a boom in the distance. Mm-hmm. Flash speeds Sarah to Oliver, who's dying again. Apparently, I guess he's not a specter anymore. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, and tells him, he's, look up there. A new universe is being born. A whole new DC universe. Um, you're going to need to get HBO Max. We'll see most of it. <laughs> but trust me, it's going to be a new universe. It's going to have foul language. Yeah. It's going to have uh, John Cena. It'll be great. Oh, dude, there's going to be a cartoon where uh, Poison <laughs> Ivy and uh, Harley Quinn are getting on there with something else. Uh, they call Wonder Woman the C word on it. It's wild. Uh <laughs> And he says, so he says, like, look, look up, look up, at, look up. And he never does. Yeah. We never get to nope. see this new fucking universe. No, you he hear it. He goes, they, they the look. The flash see, doesn't look. You see something. You, there's a quick flash. And he goes, it's so small. And he goes, wait for it. And you hear the new big Ow. bang in the Aww. distance. You're like, you're, <laughs> like, there it goes. 
It's beautiful. <laughs> there was a little bit more whispering in the in this one, I noticed. Mm-hmm. And he gets to have the death scene that Amel wanted to have because his first death death scene in part one of this, he was not happy about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he gets to get in another one. And uh and he tells Sa- goodbye to Sarah and the Flash, and uh it's all nice and teary. And uh, he died. Stephen Amell died. It was touching. It was. It, it was. I thought it was. Yeah, it was Stephen Amell thing. You could tell. Goodbye. Again, I don't watch it, but you could tell that the actor and the character, but and there's a nice tie-in sure. in with both yeah. that he was. He was. His moment. Yeah. That goodbye to everybody who had enjoyed exactly. this show for eight yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, eight yeah. years is a long time, man. And, and he did that show Especially was for a, a superhero show, first of yeah. its kind, mm-hmm. and and that birthed that birthed a a a, a goddamn uh, ton of shows mm-hmm. that were very, are, are some are still very popular yeah. to this yeah. day. They uh to show how you can do it on a low budget because that show was a long shot. That's the reason I didn't want to watch it. I was like, oh look at this, they're doing a superhero show, and of course it has to be dark and gritty. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he kills people, not interested, not realizing that's how they got their hooks in. And when they yeah. got powerful enough, they're like, hey, we're going to start putting the flash in this. And then next thing you know, in, in, in eight years, we're going to have the crisis on infinite earth. We just slipped this. We, we slipped all this in because they were not down with superhero shit at the time. I was I I watched the first season of Arrow, but I never liked Arrow. Like I never I was never a fan of Green Arrow. First season is not good, a, and the first season is is garbage. But uh, as a character, even in the DC comics, um, except maybe for um, uh, Identity Crisis, I was never a fan of of Green Arrow. I always liked Green Arrow as a character in Justice League comics, but I never yeah. read him in uh, any solo stuff because he had. Well, that's just it for these shows they had to borrow heavily from different rogues galleries and get permission. There's a lot of some Batman B villains and teen Titans, villains. flash villains. You got your he didn't have ring in there. And yeah, no, he didn't. He's got the longbow any. hunters were his only real. No, that real and, count, and count vertigo. That's it. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and even in the show, the first season vertigo is just the name of the drug that's in his city. You know, it, it takes a season or two for there to actually be a count vertigo. Anyway, he died. To birth all of this, Stephen Amell. I'm gonna, I'm a fan. I'm gonna start wearing a, an arrow necklace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, nice. be careful. Don't, don't, don't uh, <laughs> get a scrape against your nipple when you're taking a nap. Ooh, yeah, that could, yeah. yeah, that could, that could get. Oh, you know, that could get totally wrapped up in my CPAP machine. <laughs> you have failed. You have failed this machine. <laughs> and the doctors are standing over you. And so, how do you go? Well, uh, you know that you know show they- Arrow. You know this okay. in the uh, all right. Well, you remember Smallville? Yeah, remember Smallville? All right, you've seen superhero or Superman. You remember Superman? And and then and then someone looks down at the body, looks up at you, and says, "It's time." <laughs> and the show fades to white, and we are fading to the end. We've got one more to go, but yeah. First of all, James, thank you so much. This has been a blast, man. Mm-hmm. Thanks so always much for having time. me, guys. I love talking about comics. Yeah, always mm-hmm. fun hanging out with you, you dorks. That's, that's the one thing you can say about these shows, and it's why I love them so much. And for the budgets being bad and some of the TV acting, is at its heart, the writers of this are comic book fans. 
-hmm. You can tell. They, they are total comic book fans. And yep. that's what makes the shows so charming for the fans, as opposed to the movies being made by Hollywood types. Right. These are made by people who have an affection and love for the source material, and it shines through. And that's what really grabs me about the, the CW shows. For sure. But I'm going to confirm right now, Travis, we've got one more to go. And yeah. I'm going to confirm right now because I got the confirmation today. Our special guest uh, for the next episode, much like our last crossover episode, we're not only crossing over with fellow podcasters, fellow YouTubers, we're crossing over with another Legends of Tomorrow podcast that has now migrated to Instagram because that's what the kids do. Mm -hmm. Our friends from Bebo's Legends podcast are joining us for awesome. part five, the Legends episode, the finale of Crisis on Infinite Earths the next uh, week. And the season and premiere of season five. Season premiere of season five of Legends. Perfect. Works out perfectly. Can't wait. Love it. James, once again, thanks so much. Travis, thanks again. Be sure to check out all the shows on the Puam Podcast Network. Follow us at Guys Gideon on Twitter. Spread the word, and uh, we will talk to you next time. Adios. Thank you.